Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bald Steep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the Bald Steep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself. Own Byrne. Own, what's going on? Well, Alan, how's things? Another uh, great week of games and dismal week in fantasy. Yeah, same shit, different week for you. Yep. Same shit, different week for me. Alrighty, it's all good <laughs> for some. <laughs> Indeed, a another stellar week of NFL uh, action uh, across the board. Some fantastic games out there. More high scores and uh, games coming down to the wire. Sixth week in a row. Kick off the season. We've had games go to overtime. Yeah, uh, cra- some crazy uh, results out there. Uh, lots of. One score games, lots of blowouts. There was uh, some really high scoring this weekend. It was, uh, it was great to watch. Absolutely. Got a lot to talk about as usual this week, so uh, let's get into the news. But let me hit you with some knowledge. First off, we'll have a quick look around the NFL. Started Thursday night, the Tampa Bay. Buccaneer champions took on the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, won it with probably flattering scoreline 28-22, but they were in total control of this game. Tom Brady, 9-1 his record on Thursday nights in the NFL Network since 2012. Man, it's hard to beat still into his mid-40s. Yeah, uh, full control this game. Eagles, you know, made it look closer than it was at the end, but... They totally got dominated in the first half and into the second half too. That was all the Bucks really. Indeed. Sunday started off with the early game, a second game in London this season. The Jaguars hosted the Dolphins. This one went right down to the final kick of the game. Jaguars winning it, breaking their 20-game losing streak, going all the way back to week one in 2020. But the Dolphins now 1-5 and five on the same record. A really poor return for what promised to be, uh, you know, a good season uh, to push on from what they did last year. Yeah, our uh, resident Dolphins fan, Quinny, was actually at this game and left heartbroken. Um, got a nice hoodie out of it, but he's not going to like that result. No, or that performance. They're uh, they're in a bit of trouble. They sure but are. maybe with uh, maybe with Tua coming back, they can uh, they can turn it around. Uh, other big wins on the weekend. The Chiefs hammer the Washington football team. The Rams hammer the Giants in uh, in New York as well. Um, the Colts hammer the Texans at home as well. A lot of blowouts there. Jonathan Taylor with a big night. The Bengals hammering the, the, the Lions. Uh, that's their seventh straight win over Detroit. Heartbreaker for the Bears. Losing at home to... Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who still owns them after uh, winning twenty-two of the uh, winning nineteen of the last twenty-two games against Chicago. That's uh, yeah, you're looking well, no. yeah, yeah, you're looking uh, you're, 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 you're looking forward to seeing the back in uh, of number twelve. Yeah, yeah, well done. He's uh, owned a team that's been mediocre for his entire career. Uh, fair play to him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Another beatdown handed out in what was. Uh, Still to be the best game of the weekend, the Ravens hosted the Chargers and absolutely hammered them 34-6. Lamar Jackson is 9-0 through games in October. 
And that is, he's the only QB to do that since 1970. And uh, has five or plus more starts. An impressive, impressive statement laid down by the Ravens. Yeah, this was actually my bet of the weekend. Uh, I fancied the Ravens here big time. And they, um, I didn't fancy them this much, but they blew them out, yeah. Uh, made the Chargers look silly. But look, it was teed up as the Chargers' biggest issue is their run defense. And you're playing against the best running quarterback in the league. And then he passed yep. all over you. It was great. Yeah, there you go. The Vikings left it late, went to overtime yet again to pull out the win away in Carolina. The uh, Arizona Cardinals stay perfect, hammering the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. 37-14, they're at 6-0. First time they've been 6-0 since 1974, and they are looking tasty on both sides of the ball. Uh, really, really impressive stuff. Yeah, super impressive. I mean... Uh, as we said the other day, I was just saying they're a little light at corner, but I mean, outstanding pass rush, safeties are great, good linebacking core that Isaiah Sims they drafted last year, uh, really starting to find his feet now, he's a real sideline, sideline player, and they're going to drop at least 30 points on you every week, so I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, they're, they're scoring on everybody, they are lead. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The Raiders get a win, sends uh, coach John Gruden, who uh, left last week, as we talked about. Uh, Cowboys get an overtime win in, uh, in uh, I don't know, what's the name of the field? Gillette Stadium, is it? Up in, uh, up in Boston? Yeah, I think it's Gillette Stadium, yeah. Patriots drop it in overtime. Um, uh, C.D. Lamb with the, uh, with the overtime touch, walk-off touchdown. Seahawks lose a heartbreaker to the Steelers on late on uh, on Sunday night, and the Titans shock the Buffalo Bills. Derrick Henry, one hundred and thirty yards plus rushing and three touchdowns for his second straight time. The man is a beast. Yeah, these were these three games here really were um, three of the best games of the weekend. I felt um, the Cowboys Patriots was super exciting. Came down to the wire. Uh, looked like Big Mac had given it away. Then he comes out, bombs one down the field on the next play. And they end up losing it in overtime. But a uh, uh, great game. Uh, Steelers did well to beat the Seahawks. But the Seahawks offense just isn't the same with Geno Smith. Uh, it was only in the second half when they started running the ball. They got anything done. They were blown out in the first half. And a good game last night. As you said, Titans uh, getting the best of the Bills. But... Uh, an interesting call at the end of the game. Uh, I thought it was the right call, and he just slipped. And he was unlucky. This, of course, is uh, Josh Allen, who uh, went for it on fourth and, fourth and one. Uh, and, and I thought his uh, his diving hurdle effort uh, was good enough for the first down. I didn't see all the replays after, and uh, certainly as it saw it, it looked like he'd done enough. To... Yeah, I thought it was enough, but uh, just didn't get the spot, and they had half a foot to go, essentially. Yeah, uh, just I thought slipped, it was the right call uh, to go said. for it and get the win, but just didn't work yeah, out for them. It. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But the Bills, as we talked about, they are going to be tough to beat too. Uh, also uh, really good on both sides of the ball. Yeah, All super right. defense this year. Of course, the weekend wouldn't be complete without a host of injuries. And more of them <laughs> came our way this year in fantasy land. What do you got? Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting real thin on the ground out there. Uh, Dawson Knox injured his hand last night. Uh, Kareem Hunt injured his calf. They're still kind of checking as an ACL. Looks like it's not going to be ACL, but they're expecting him to be out for at least four to six weeks. 
Gibson battling his shin and maybe a calf injury as well, whether that's the same injury or not, very unclear. Baker Mayfield smashed in his shoulder again. He got hammered onto the ground. It looked nasty. Twisted up, went into the tent, came back out. It was pretty mad that he played, to be honest. Um, Kadarius Tony hurt his ankle. Uh, three kill her squad again like last week did return to the game but definitely won't keep an eye on uh, Latavius Murray hurt his ankle Paris Campbell hurt his foot he's going to miss some time T.Y. Hilton came back this week got himself a, a big play then hurt his quad went off again what a sick note uh, Terrence Marshall the rookie in Carolina he uh, was concussed and Dak Prescott uh, hurt his calf and in typical Dak Prescott fashion for preventative reasons preventative reasons he's wearing a big boot on his foot <laughs> what are you doing just like that preventative MRI he had a couple of weeks ago <laughs> yeah, yeah why not if the boot is there you may as well put it on and walk out yeah uh, in other injury news we did see over the course of the week CMC uh, Russell Wilson and Chris Carson all moved onto IR of course, this week we had the first of our bye weeks just gone by with four clubs not playing. This week coming, though, a massive six clubs on bye and huge fantasy implications as missing this week will be players from the Buffalo Bills, Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota Vikings, Pittsburgh Steelers, San Diego Chargers, or ooh, LA Chargers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Huge names not going to be on the fantasy fields or NFL fields next week. Yeah, five five of those six teams are littered with fantasy studs, and it's going to be a rough one if you're trying to field any of them. Uh, they're not going to be there for you, and it's... Look, this is what it's all about. Do you have the depth? Can you get it done? That's it. That's it. Can you win when the chips are down? That is correct. And then... Our final piece of news this week is our best piece of news this week. Oh, yeah. The Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast is going on the road. Woo. That's right. The USA has been opened. The Burn Boys are heading alongside special guest, Ada Costello, and his uh, injured reserve team uh, will be coming along for the ride. Looking forward to it, Owen, by any chance? Yeah, can't wait. It's going to be super. Uh, three weeks' time. Um, yeah, uh, it's going to be unbelievable. Can't wait. Let's get it, it on. It sure is. Stop number one is going to be on Thursday night in Miami. We'll see the Dolphins host the Ravens. Some of our dynasty stalwarts will be on the field. We will be live. Then on Sunday, we're back into NYC to see the Jets host the Bills. Again, with fantasy implications, we're going to do uh, going to do some special segments and uh, bring you bring you into the real life NFL for uh, for this season's installment. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, it's going to be uh, super fun. There's going to be some studs on the field, and uh, hopefully, we get some action going with uh, some of the fans outside the stadium and all the likes. Absolutely, we'll have a bird's eye view, and we'll be right in the mix all weekend. And looking forward to it. Woo! Alrighty, with that in mind, let's look at the week six fantasy football rundowns. Uh, let's get ready to 
Week 6 came to a close. Another excellent Monday night game as the Titans overcame the hotly favoured Buffalo Bills. In this week's Fantasy Football League, the rundown is a tale of two close ones, three blowouts, and one giant killing. Game of the week saw the 3-2 Kenneth Killers take on the 2-3 and three I might have to trade. The Killers got out to a good start towards the night with TB12 putting up 18 points. I might have to trade not so much as Mike Evans only picked up 4.7 and Miles Sanders 8.6 already in the hole. Sunday night, a huge 28.8 point outing from Jonathan Taylor would be the only player to get into the 20s for the Killers. However, only Higgins Jones, his kicker in defense, would fail to reach double digits as Swift, Jefferson, Seals Jones, Bourne and Patrick all found the end zone and double-digit scoring. On the flip side, I might have to trade had a huge 36-point outing from C.D. Lamb, with Teddy B. and Tyreek also hitting the 20s. Gesicki, Hunt, Mayfield and Tucker hit double digits, but a goose egg from Randall Cobb put the brakes on the train. We headed to Monday night, with I might have to trade only needing 3.75 points. From the NFL's top-scoring defense, Buffalo Bills. But they were torn apart by King Henry and the Titans. And a one-point night means Kenneth Killer sneaks a win and finishes the week on positive outing 4-2. and two. A disappointing end to a promising week. Sees I might have to trade end up on 2-4. and four. A close one on. Yeah, not the first one we'll talk about tonight is uh, in terms of close scoring. Um, uh, Giron's done quite well here. Only having one player over 20 points. But consistent teen scoring from everyone else has, yeah. uh, you know, pretty much helped him get his nose in front here. Um, Going to be disappointed with the likes of Danny Dimes. He had some good, good weeks previously to this, but uh, totally owned by LA this week. Um. You know what I mean? And then Parik at the other side, he had a couple of big high scorers and then too many people letting him down. Mike Evans has been up and down all year. Um, there's just... Uh, Tom has too much people, to, too many people to throw to. For sure. Get, uh, Mike Evans, all those targets. But uh, CD Lamb having another nice year again. Baker Mayfield again. Um, you know, being let down fancy-wise and real-life-wise. He's trash. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Back to your point about Mike Evans, it's really, uh, it's really those uh, those weeks where he gets a touchdown or two that he's uh, he's becoming relevant. Outside of that, he's finding it, uh, he's finding it tough sledding with all that uh, all that talent running around. Yeah, especially for as good as he is, you'd you'd expect him to be, you know, on any other team, probably a twenty point scorer on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a he's a tough matchup for every corner in the league. He is difficult to mark. Indeed. Well, on to our beatdown of the week. For the second straight week, the sprained Saquon Barclays were on the receiving end of the beatdown of the week, this time at the hands of unnecessary roughness. In a game that saw the sprained Saquon Barclays up by almost 40 points at one stage, their chances of winning barely got into double digits. 
a double-edged tight-end attack of Jonu Smith and Tommy Tremble, and a goose egg from Jalen Rager, all combined for 3.9 points. Woof. This was eclipsed by Unnecessary Ruffles' lowest single scorer, Zach Moss, at 4.9. Heading into Monday night, Spring Saquon Barkley needed 2.5 points from A.J. Brown to avoid the embarrassment of a second consecutive week under 100 points. Luckily for them, A.J. Brown stepped up with 16.1, but still a week's lowest effort of 113.56. Unnecessary roughness just needed to get it done this week, and get it done they did. Harris, Sutton and Allen all hit into the 20s. Jackson, Cooper, Waller, Mooney and Green all hit double digits. Unnecessary roughness. Cruise to their fourth win in a row off the rebrand and end up 4-2. and two. Sprained Saquon beatdowns, a.k.a. the injured reserve, limping in at 2-4. and four. More tough sledding for you. Yeah, uh, the dismal... Dismal run for you, and it definitely continues here. Um, <laughs> just, I've just taken notice here. He has uh, three tight ends on his roster. Went with uh, the bold statement of starting two of them, and the one he left on the bench outscored the two he started combined by three. <laughs> three times the amount of points. Um pretty bold strategy probably leaving uh, Damian Williams on the bench but uh, look it wouldn't have been enough to get it done anyway he uh, is definitely in uh, some serious trouble as we mentioned pretty much weekly yeah. now yeah uh, I think that's I think that's Darrell Williams that Darrell Williams Darryl from Williams. the Kansas City Chiefs yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah who got in for a couple of touchdowns and if he yeah. can do that then he's going to be relevant but uh, you know as we might talk about later on uh it's difficult to start some of these players who end up getting big points when uh, when you've got other starters. But he's way for thin and running back. You think he would have thrown the dice instead of uh, the double tight end attack? You know. Yeah, uh, you know Tommy Tremble starting a tight end. I definitely would have been starting a running back over him. Um, but look, that's how it goes. Um, he he got some good news in the fact that CMC went IR. Now he's going to have Chuba Hubbard for another couple of weeks in that starting role, which is going to you know, try and help him curve this uh, slide. Indeed, indeed. Well, game three saw a two and three mediocre football team, fresh off the giant killing of the undefeated Atso Ravens in week five, take on the last remaining unbeaten side. I got this, I really do. They had their work cut out for them, though, as Antonio Brown went off Thursday night for 24 points. And this is added to by Rodgers, Jones, and Thielen, who all hit the 20s. However, they were held back as the Williamses, Jamal and Mike, Renfro, a defense and kicker, all combined for just 17.7 points. In response, the mediocre football team had Jalen Waddle explode in London for 32 points. And Kenyon Drake hitting 20-plus. And while the kicker and Eckler fell shy of 10 points each, every other spot got into double digits. Solid scoring across the board was capped off by DK Metcalf's 10.8 points late Sunday night, and a second giant killing in a row was secured. The mediocre giant killers end week six 
on three and three. I really got, I got this, I really do. They suffered their first loss of the season and dropped to five and one. Adam, Adam pulling it out of the bag again. What is this? <laughs> a roller coaster season. Well, all three of his wins this year have come against undefeated teams. His there first win was against me when I was 2 0. Oh. Second win against Steven. Third win now against Ross. He's slain. <laughs> That's it. After a week one uh, uh, beatdown of the week uh, recipient. Uh, yeah, it's good, good. It's good going. Yeah, yeah. The roller coaster continues. So he's flying high at the moment now. That's two huge weeks. Um, would have loved uh, watching that early game with Jalen Waddle going off for two touchdowns. Definitely uh, a huge help in uh, in the win this week. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, particularly as I said, AJ Brown got uh, got Ross off to a good start Thursday night. But uh, yeah, that Waddle performance was good. He's hoping to see more of that. Yeah, um, not too much to worry about, you know, in terms for Ross here. Um, steady enough across the board. Obviously, um, he had a big down week from Jamal Williams this week. Didn't help, but uh, you know. And Mike right. Williams, who uh, who is he's been relying on uh, the past few weeks. Uh, obviously, a poor outing as the Chargers were poor. Yeah, yeah, just the entire Charger team. Anyone you had uh, was a, a letdown, really. Um, Eckler on the other side of, of this one with Adam. You know, less than 10 points. You're well used to more than that from Eckler. So, yeah. Um, yeah, not much to worry about, Ross. Uh, Adam's on a roller coaster. He's loving life right now. Love it, love it. Well, game four was the second largest beatdown of the week and handed out. But they all apologies, anti-vaxxers, as they pummeled Greensdale human beings. Things started well for the anti-vaxxers with Fournette claiming 30-plus points on Thursday night. Sunday saw 20-plus nights from Cousins, Mixon, Hopkins and Fant as they laid the smackdown to a week's top score of 195.04 points. Greensdale put up... A reasonable 152.18, but it was far from what was required. Only Derek Carr hit the 20s on Sunday. And in fact, Monday night's beast mode performance from King Henry to the tune of 35.6 points put some flattery on the score and stopped this being the beatdown of the week. An up and down season for both teams sees week six end with both sitting. On three and three, and well in the playoff picture. Ah, uh, yeah. We we'll have to be fair here. Credit where credit's due. Uh, ben has he's had a good week here. He's done real well. Uh, huge scoring across the board. Um, let down even by you know some players that you he hasn't been let down by yet this year, like Sir Hollywood Brown and uh, scary Terry McLaurin. But uh, no huge number this week, and he would have been everyone. Um, when you're putting up 195, a lot of the time you don't really have to check and see what your opponent's doing. Uh, you're sure. usually home and hosed. But fair play to him. Um, Green let down by some guys this week. Uh, just some low scores that uh, he didn't uh, need. But again, when you're running into a monster scoreline like uh, Ben put up, it's going to be difficult regardless. It's like ashes in his mouth, Ben. Like ashes in his mouth. <laughs> that one hurt. <laughs> 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 Game 5 is another close one as the 4 and 1 that's so Ravens look to get back to winning ways over a kick in the squibs looking to stop a 3 game slide. Both teams had their highlights in this one 
That's how Ravens had Cup for almost 35 and Stafford for more than 25. The Squibs had Murray, Henderson, and Jones all in the 20s. That's how Ravens had poor performances from Gaskin, Moore, Boyd, Tony, and McManus. And the Squibs had questionable starts from Gibson and Robinson. After cleaning up the whole Zach Ertz 12-point debacle following his trade to Arizona, we headed to Sunday night's late game. The Squibs were up by three and a half and had the Seahawks D to take on Stevens Steelers D. This A defense wins championships. Well, tonight, it won a matchup for Datso Ravens as the Steelers take it 11 points to three and a narrow 4.5 point win. Datso Ravens back to winning ways and finish 5 and 1 a league's joint best. Where are my squibs? Now on a four game slide and end 2 and 4 after a red hot start. Talk about ones that hurt. Oh, this was painful. This was painful. Oh, I was I was feeling pretty good even after the London game when I had a Marvin Jones outscored James Robinson and Gaskin together. And I knew there was a lot of games left. Gibson going out really hurt me. And, of course, I really lost all hope watching the Carolina game, watching uh, Sam Darnold. But uh, he got some garbage time points together, to be fair to him. Um, oh, but uh, his, his, know, his his receivers were putrid. Oh, How many stop. drops? He had so it? many drops. I think they had eight or nine what? drops in the one game. It was and all catchable. Yeah. They were catchable drops. Yeah. Uh, Robbie right. Anderson in particular dropped yeah. some howlers right in the numbers yeah. and no, inexcusable drops. Uh, getting no help there with CMC out. And yeah, all hope was lost when we went into the late game. I definitely didn't want to have the Steelers de- defense up against my Seahawks. But uh, funny enough, if the Seahawks had missed a game tying field goal at the end, I would have won the fancy matchup. It was only in extra time, in overtime, when uh, the Steelers got the strip sack. Gave, uh, gave the win to Steven, but uh, look, he uh, scored pretty okay across the board, being let down a few places, but I just had too many guys with mediocre scores, you know. It's not good enough, and they're letting me down. I'm being let they down sure here by my guys. Are. They sure are. Four games slide. Where are your squibs? Oh, stop. Game 6 is last but not least a basement battle as the 1-4 Walking Dead took on a 1-4 Dalvin and the Speed Bumps. Scheduled to be close, it turned into a blowout. The Speed Bumps had big 20-plus point nights from Dak, Cook, Diggs and Burrow. In response, the Walking Dead only had Jalen Hurts hit the 20-point threshold this week. Javonta Williams, Lockett, Claypool, Pittman, Smith, kicker and defense all failed to hit double digits. And the second lowest score of the week was registered. The speed bumps had solid scoring on the other hand, with Gordon, Chase, Hawkinson, McPherson all piling on 10 plus point nights. And eases them to their second win of the season. The speed bumps finding a speed ramp this week and end the week 2-4. and four. The Walking Dead lumber along to a league's worst one and five, and already may need a miracle to make the playoffs. Yeah, 
Um, big blowout here. Uh, Quinny scored really well this week. Uh, he really needed to stop his own rot. He was on a four-game lose streak coming into this one. Uh, both teams really needed this, and uh, Keane just doesn't have... The guys just aren't doing it for him at all. Getting let down by um, the likes of Claypool and Pittman and stuff would have been... There would have been huge hope put into them when he drafted them, and uh, it just uh, hasn't panned out for him. Um, he's in uh, a lot of trouble here. He's uh, he's going into a bit of a bye week hell too, and he needs a lot of help. He needs to start looking around. Indeed, indeed. Alrighty. Some big performances there, some big testing, and uh, some passed, some failed. Yeah, um, it's, interesting week now. That was an interesting week. It was. We thought it might be pivotal. It will be to some. But, uh, Painful. yeah. <laughs> hurts. It hurts. It's not going to hurt as much as this one as we head to the GOAT of the week. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Indeed, our goat of the week is league top scorer Ben and his all apologies anti-vaxxers goat of the week. Ah, yeah, look, yeah, he's deserved it. He's deserved it. Credit where credit is due, as I said. Uh, he's had some big scores here this weekend. Uh, Thursday night, Lenny went off. Noah Fant finally getting a big week out of him. Uh, obviously, Hopkins... See Hopkins touchdown. I mean, he was wide open in the back of the end zone. There wasn't yeah. anyone near him at all. I mean, there was, do you know what I, mean? I know they're a high powered offense, but that's definitely the guy you have to mark. Yeah, let's not mark the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, Joe Mixon, back doing Joe Mixon things. He looks really good this year, and uh, I'm a big fan of his. I like him a lot. Indeed. Congratulations to Ben. Well done, ben. Week six, God of the Week. And so we move to the scroll of the week. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. This week's scroll of the week was a difficult one to pick. Having a look around the league, there are a couple of low scores, a couple other teams that have lost that possibly should have won. But at 1-5 through six weeks, Keen is yet to be Scroat of the Week, but he is this week. Now, this comes with a little bit of caveat. He's got players on the bench. Herbert, Evans, Raymond, Hardman, Peoples-Jones, and Duvernay, all in double digits. That is a hell of a lot of points on the bench. However, had they have played in place of the other players that are there, he may still not win. And difficult to start some of those names over Javante Williams, Chase Claypool, Michael Pittman, Tyler Lockett. Difficult decisions, but ultimately incorrect decisions. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely some tricky ones out there, but it's definitely cost him this this week uh, again. And um. Kind of, I think with the falling apart of Ana's team over the last number of weeks, um, how poor Keane has actually been doing has kind of slid under the radar almost. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's in a spot of bother, and it's it doesn't look good. It's it's a long way back now from one and five. Uh, he's gonna 
It's a big uphill battle for him. Um, yeah, it's going to be difficult. Indeed, indeed. Okay, let's look ahead to week number seven. tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Matchups in week seven, as we already uh, commented on, there are a lot of fantasy relevant players on by in week seven. So this is going to be an interesting week for all concerned. First up, Unnecessary Roughness are four and two, and they take on the two and four. Dalvin and the Chipmunks. The 2-4 and four injured reserve. Things don't get any easier. They're into a matchup with the 5-1 and one That's So Ravens. The Where's My Squibs 2-4 and four, in the midst of a four-game losing streak. Take on the 1-5 Walking Dead in the midst of a five-game losing streak. Who's going to be the biggest loser? We'll have to see. The high-flying, mediocre giant killers, 3-3, three and three, head into face. I might have to trade on 2-4 and four on the end of a bitter loss on Monday night. Then we've got two standout games. The 3-3 three and three Greensdale human beings take on the 4-2 Kenneth killers in a juicy one. And the 3-3 three and three, all apologies anti-vax. They take on the five and one. I got this. I really do. Two mouthwatering, mouthwatering games. Yeah, those two uh, in particular definitely stand out. As uh, you know, they look like they're going to go down to the wire, and uh, both teams are going to be sniffing out that win. Um, myself and Keen both need a win. Um, you uh, are, you know what I mean. You've been uh, rolling there. Unnecessary roughness been rolling the last four weeks. Um, Quinny just uh, stopped his rot. That should be an interesting one too. And uh, Princess Porrick and Adam. I mean, what Adam are, they go- are we going to see? That's the question. What Adam do <laughs> we get this week? The mediocre or the giant killer? Yeah, it's <laughs> one or the other. So, uh, you know what I mean? There could be a bit of interest in that one too. Um, and, uh, of course, we mentioned earlier, running into a juggernaut in Steven. I just ran into that myself. Uh, best of luck with that one, pal. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Alrighty then. Let's move across to the if you're not first or last redraft fantasy league. If you ain't first, you're last. So I look down through the week six action in the if you're not first or last redraft fantasy league. Oh man, I lost a heartbreaker here by one and a half points. Uh, losing out to Andrew, he's gone to three and three. I'm back to four and two. Almost, almost had it. Uh, but yeah, he just just snuck it out. We both had our problems here, but uh, high scoring across the board, and uh, he sneaks it. He sneaks it from me. Yeah, you just got caught. Indeed, Anna, haven't. A little bit of a better time this week uh, on this side of things as he takes the W over Owens. Sucky's bunch of sucks. 
both teams in the week two and four. But Owen, you're going through you're going through a mare of it. It's not a not having a good time. They sure did suck. <laughs> they sure did. What seemed to be the matchup of the week turned out to be the blowout of the week. As Green's Mr. Meek Seeks and the Destroyers top 200 points just about. Go to 4 and 2. Hammering Kenneth Killers on 124. A 75 point margin of, of victory here. Both teams end the week. 4 and 2. A oh, huge one from Green here. And even had like let down weeks from Eckler and McLaurin. And he has oh, put Kieran to the absolute sword here. He sure did. He sure did, and that's 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 another two hundred point week for Mister Green. He's uh, he's doing something right. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's tuned in, all right. Then Ben and his bald sack hurts. Got a big win over uh, Adam's hot chub time machine. A twenty two point win. Ben gone three and three. Adam one and five. Less of a roller coaster than a big dipper there for Adam on this side. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, falling off the roller coaster in this league and is flying slowly down to the ground. <laughs> That's it. Ben, 3-3 three and three on both sides, static. And then we had a, another close one as Ross and Staff's the way I like it. Took a six-point win over Keane's fantasy football team. We're now four and two. Ross three and three. Big win for Ross to keep in the hunt. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, he would have definitely needed that one, and also to pull back in there a bit is that, uh, you know, bonus points. Indeed, indeed. A look at the table. The fantasy football team. Mister Meek seeks and the destroyers. Unnecessary roughness and Kenneth Killers all out to four and two starts. Death to the future. My ball sackers and staffs the way I like it. All start three and three. Delvin and the Chipmunks, the suckiest bunch of sucks, and the hot chub time machine work to do. Sorry, the Chipmunks and suckiest bunch of sucks and two and four and hot chub at one and five. Those big shoulders holding up the league. Doesn't that make for enjoyable reading? It does for me. Four and two in both leagues. I would have taken that had you offered me at the start of the season. <laughs> so would I. <laughs> two and four, not so much. Indeed. Week seven. Top of the table matchup. Four and two unnecessary roughness. Take on a four and two fantasy football team. At two and four, Dalvin and the Chipmunks. Take on a four and two Kenneth Killers. A two and four suckiest bunch of socks take on a four and two Meeks, Mr. Meek Seeks and the Destroyers. A three and three Deck to the Future take on a one and five Hot Chub Time Machine. And a juicy one, three and three, my Baltzak Arts take on three and three. Stats the way I like it. The horizon is not bright for the suckiest bunch of socks. <laughs> it does not look good for you right now. No. I'm not having a good time. <laughs> These are the joys of fancy football. You take the licks when you're getting them. That's it. That's it. Did you deal them out when you can? There's still time. You got some work to do, bro. You got some work to do. There's still time. 
Alrighty, that brings to a close our week six rundown. A lot going on in this league. It's great fun. And uh, yeah, as we're kind of saying, there's teams now that need to start making some moves or thinking about uh, thinking about doing something to uh, get themselves out or push themselves on, you know. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, a lot can be uh, done in this type of format. You know, you can try and uh, get yourself back in the year or maybe start looking ahead to next year. Indeed. And don't forget, on the Sleeper app, of course, you can put any of your players on the trading block by uh, clicking the little uh, rectangular uh, button uh, up beside their name. Um, and, yeah, put them out there. See, is there any interest in people coming to take your uh, take your guys or uh, making some trades? So, uh, yeah, a lot can happen. Yeah, just a public service reminder to read the rule book before you uh, start moving players around, just, uh, just so everyone is aware. That's it, that's it. And uh, just so everyone is aware, I think we are only a couple of weeks away from the NFL's trade deadline. So keep your ear to the ground because uh, there may be some movement going on. I don't think uh, I don't think we're that far away from it now. Yeah, I think it's middle of November. I think we have about three and a half weeks-ish, give or take, something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, so you could see some of your players on the move and uh, might end up in better spots. Yeah, there's definitely uh, some veteran running backs out there uh, uh, being watched by some teams that are, you know, crippled with injury and stuff. Indeed, indeed. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in week seven. Enjoy the action. Enjoy the juggling of your uh, bye weeks and, uh, and injuries. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye.